ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Chinwag with me, Woody. Tufty is here. And join. Oh, hey, Susanna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the intro is going so well. Dear me. Um, It may not be winter, but that hasn't stopped us from getting on. (laughs) (laughs) My turn to do a bad pun this week. Mr. Elgin Frost is joining us. So, Elgin, say hello, introduce yourself. Who are you? Hello all, I'm Elgin. Good to be good to be with you. And I've got to say, I've really enjoyed tuning into the the Chinwags every week. It's been a bit of a highlight of the week, so that's been good. <laughs> I'm afraid you'd be bringing it down to my level this week. <laughs> oh no! If anything, you're bringing us up to your level, Elgin. Yeah. So, Elgin, like, who are you? How have you found yourself in Woodcombe? What's the backstory? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm Elgan. I've been in Wigcombe since I think it was around April 2016. So five years now. Kind of, yeah, moved to the Southwest after I graduated uh, for my first job in 2013. And I've been kind of moving around since then. Uh, 2016, I was offered a job in Bath, so moved up and yeah, came along to Wigcombe. Um, I had been to Wigcombe a number of times over the years in the past, either while uh, visiting friends or I think believe it or not years and years ago when I was about well I want to say 12 or 13 or something um, my dad was having treatment at the Ming for his back and um, he decided to get in touch with a few churches in the area um, to see if there was anyone who would maybe have us to stay for it for a few for a long weekend or something while he was down having his treatment and believe it or not Carlos and Mary Elvira uh... <laughs> Um, lent us their house to stay in for a week or two. So we had a week or two's holiday at Carlos and Mary's <laughs> while my dad was there. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, so various links would come over the years. Oh, that, that's amazing. What do you do? So, yeah, I currently work as a business analyst for Capita, who are a, a massive company who basically do everything. Um, Paul Eggleton is the, is the top dog, as it were. So he is, he is the head man in my company, which is <laughs> Christian at the top. Hmm. Yeah, and the the work I do is for um, various bits of software for the police forces um, across the UK. So, yeah. So did you go to university in Wales? I did, yes. I was in Aberystwyth, which um, I've got to say, I really enjoyed that time. Great being at university, basically on a beach for four or five years. That is probably, you know, Bath's a beautiful city, but it hasn't got a beach. Yeah, that'd be like the one way to improve it. (laughs) <laughs> that is the one thing I miss living in the in the southwest is it's quite a distance to get to the beach. Crystal mm. Channel doesn't really have the same appeal. So Elgin, when you first moved to Bath, were you in am I right in thinking you were in Abbey View Gardens? Is that no, um to start oh, okay. off, I, I rented I rented a little um one bed flat in Oldfield Park for six or seven months or something. Um, that came up and I found somewhere else on, I think it was Christian Flatshire, somewhere like that, and rented a room in a kind of family home up in Lark Hall for a little while. Um, following that, then a space opened up in Abbey View Gardens. So, so I moved in there. I can't remember what year that was. Um, but I think I was there for about two or three years, something like that. So I'm curious, was it just like going back to university and, you know, a <laughs> bunch of guys in a house together? Or how, how yeah. is it different? It was it was a little bit like that, um, yeah. Kind of shared living being what it is. It has its its ups and downs, I guess. You you know you enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the banter and uh, yeah, and being able to kind of mix with people, having your mates around about is is a good thing. Um, but obviously, being in a shared house, you end up with a, a bit less space, and it's it's all a bit kind of cluttered at times and that sort of thing. But no, it was good fun. It was good fun. 
Did you have good memories, Susanna, in your university houses? Depends which uh, year you're talking about. <laughs> First year, new. Um, but second and third year was a delight because I was with all my Christian friends and that was just the best but um I mean first year can be it's just weird being put into a flat with people you've never met before and often I think it can go really well and you make great friends but it can also go disastrously wrong and that was my experience <laughs> it's good it's character character growing okay do you enjoy your living experience I'd say so my second third and fourth year I was in the same house with various Christian guys many who went to Whitcom, so that was good fun first year I was I was in one of the um, one of the prison corridor flats in um, on Bath campus. So essentially, just like the long corridor rooms off on the side, that sort of feeling, which was it was all right for six months, and then it became a bit. I'm looking forward to being back in a house again. And by and large, I got on with my um, with my flatmates. There was one blesser. Um, she was like a vegan atheist, and I wasn't a very tactful person back then. So I do like <laughs> there was one occasion where. <laughs> I had a packet of chicken breasts in the fridge and I was like I think these have gone off but I'm not sure so she just walked into the kitchen and I just thrust the packet in her face being like yo have these gone off and she was like yeah they've gone off but don't do that again please no I, I, I realized looking back on that I was not the most easy Christian meat eater to live with so I, yeah she was a very gracious person I think looking back on those times so <laughs> Uh, see, I, I did the other thing first year of university. I, I moved into catered halls. I thought I can't be bothered doing all the cooking and stuff to start with. So that, that was a win. <laughs> right when you were at home, did you did you not know how to cook, or you just like wanted to have a year break and then you'd resume? Cooking? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I certainly yeah could cook as and when needed, but um, you know, I wasn't very adventurous in my cooking at the time. Mm-hmm. I think gradually improved over the years, but uh, you know, nice not to have to think about that for a year. Uh, yeah. Mm. so where are your chefing skills now Elgin? like imagine Susanna and I are coming around for dinner what's on the menu <laughs> yeah well, not not too bad I think um I use the slow cooker quite a lot which I, I quite yeah. enjoy you know you just mm. kind of chuck it all on the night before and uh let it you know, do its thing for, for the day and then you're sorted so it's quite nice kind of the one thing is having to be organized which I'm not necessarily the best at naturally but um yeah as long as you're organized you make sure you've got everything you need in it's 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 quite good yeah yeah I've discovered the art of slow cooking this year it's, it just opens up a whole nother playing field of of stuff you can do and so easy as well Susanna how are your cooking skills this year have they regressed since you've moved into Roger and Anne's yeah I mean the extent of my cooking skills is like putting a bagel in the toaster that's like what I'll do every day <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm a bit like apprehensive about being in the flat again like I'm sure all my knowledge will come flooding back when I have to cook meals again but it just feels like it's been I mean it's only December that I was cooking meals for myself but it feels like it's been a long time um so I'm very much enjoying having all my meals prepared for me I I hear very good things about Mr Henwood's cooking he's a very good cook yeah no complaints what else have you been up to this week Susanna um yesterday I had a lovely day I cycled with Lizzie to Alan and Tats We've got like a little routine now of just like calling in and seeing if they're in. And they were both in and they took us into their garden and we had like hobnobs and lemonade. And it was really lovely. Yeah. And it's such a lovely cycle. I never get bored of that cycle. And then it was fun because Lizzie has these like AirPod knockoffs because the the AirPods are £200, which is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, she has like some cheap ones, but they work great. And we had, I had one in my ear and she had one in her ear. And so we had like 80s like tunes and we were just like 
<laughs> singing along um it was very fun i know they're like cyclists who wear headphones or earphones yeah but only in one side me even more than regular cyclists do only in one which... side so i still have got um awareness of my surroundings oh, only 50 percent of your surroundings don't yeah you? yeah but it was fine no one was no one was <laughs> an interesting way of assessing if it was a good idea <laughs> you drive through red traffic lights be like oh didn't crash it was clearly fine we're on the canal like oh are you a cyclist Elgin? yeah i am I, I do enjoy it i've not done much actually since being in bath really um look for the odd kind of little little trails here and there but i'm more of an off-road cyclist than kind of road cyclist that's that's what i prefer mm. um i guess ah. having grown up in snowdonia that was very much the sort of sort of thing you got up to on the weekend you know <laughs> so I wouldn't know where to go in Bath for um, off-road cycling. Are there any trails you can recommend as a pre-recommendation? Yeah, th- there's little ones here and there. Just um, I'm trying to think up through kind of like some of the forests and up, up on the hills, really, that's that sort of thing. You've jump, obviously just got to wa- watch out for um, people out just for a walk and things. You don't want <laughs> coming down and meeting someone else coming up, as it were. It's, uh, yeah, interesting. It's, um, yeah, some nice little rides here and there. And there's always, of course, the... Um, you know the two tunnels route and all of that is quite nice if you want a more kind of gentle mm-hmm. ride and that sort of thing which is yeah quite nice yeah so i can't believe it. first four years of being in bath never went near the two tunnels and i'm just missing out those things are amazing <laughs> i wonder is there a cheesy segue of we can tunnel Susanna, don't screw your face there. <laughs> You've got no ground to stay on after the um the sing song joke from last week you made the frost <laughs> joke and now we're even so Oh, true. Okay. Well, that means you get to say a terrible pun at some point. No, I don't have a well. pun. I don't have a pun. You go. I won't judge. I was going to say, shall we? Shall we tunnel into the um the fort for the day? Where Elgin, I believe you have prepared something for us all to listen to. So we'll hand the floor to you. Sure. Take us away. Yeah. Okay. So I was just going to read a few verses um from Mark eleven to start with. Um, so Mark eleven verses twenty to twenty four. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe you believe that you receive them and you will have them. And I think it's something that I'm kind of regularly challenged about is, you know, obviously as Christians, we all pray. But do I actually always believe that God is not only hearing my prayers, but that he is answering them? Um, And, you know, Jesus says here clearly and in many other places in the gospel that whatever we ask for when we pray, if we believe that he will answer us, then he absolutely will. And I think I think it's quite a challenge to us. Um, I'm sure we all have people that we're praying for very much who we would love for them to come and know the, to know the Lord. And there's there's many other things that that we personally have in our lives to pray for. And I think um, having this confidence that because of who Jesus is, He is the Son of God, He is all powerful. We have no reason to doubt that He will answer our prayers. There's nothing that's beyond His His power, His reach, and He loves us with an absolute love. You know, He He died for us. And therefore, will he not 
also freely give us all things. Um, and I think that's, it's both a challenge and an encouragement in that sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of my thought for the day, really. <laughs> it's cool, because we've been talking a lot about prayer in our seminars with Clover. Um, yeah, and like believing God is actually able to answer prayer. Um, like that passage in Ephesians that we talked about last week, like that he's able to do abundantly more than we ask or imagine and kind of being expectant that, as you say, like he actually will answer our prayer and not just kind of praying and then not thinking he's going to do anything with it. Like he actually does um, yeah, respond to what we say and we can actually impact the world around us, which is really amazing. Absolutely. I concur. <laughs> Elgin, thank you for um, that thought today. It's always so important to be reminded, I guess, of Christian 101 things of pray and God answers prayer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's easy to kind of build into your head all of the reasons that God won't answer prayer. Or For me, it's not even thinking that he won't answer my prayers. It's not thinking that he will, if that makes sense. You know, it's of that. True, yeah, yeah. expecting the Lord's answer is, is you know, something that I need to sh- challenge myself on regularly. Mm. Cool. Susanna, do you want to take us? Sure. Um, Alba, do you want to share your recommendation with us? Yeah, um, I, I was trying to think of something on this. And I guess with the joys of working from home as it is, just I find now now kind of living living on my own at the moment, things, things can be very quiet compared to being in the office. Mm. So, like having a bit of background music on while I'm working from home. Um, obviously nothing that's too distracting, but um, something that I quite enjoy is a guy called Andy McKee, who I don't know if you've come across. He plays a kind of acoustic guitar, um, but kind of the way he does it is really, really quite different in terms of his, both the strumming and also he's tapping on the, I don't know what you call it, the wooden bit of the guitar, which kind of gives the percussion as it were. And yeah, just something I quite enjoy just in, in the background sort of thing that kind of music hmm. yeah okay you're gonna to have to send us a link Elgin, because i i've never heard of that guy but then granted i've not heard of most musicians so that doesn't really mean much Susanna, do you recognize andy McKee? it made me think about how i did something else fun this week i forgot to say but on like tuesday we went to the tuesday no thursday me and susie my one-to-one went to a cafe and there was like a really amazing guitarist in the courtyard by the Abby and then a violinist came along who was also like amazing was playing like Lady Gaga rem- like remix on <laughs> violin but like it's really like, it was it's really fun being able to hear like live musicians are actually really good ones <laughs> in Bath. Mm. Yeah I, I was with my dad in the I think probably the same courtyard is that the one with all the benches in a square? No it's I know what that is but it's just next to it it's literally in front of the right. cathedral. Yeah, well, we had a uh, we had a guy come up with like a guitar and many amps. It's like, oh no, is he going to be obnoxious and loud and mm-hmm. distracting? But he was actually just casually just strumming and, and nice and quiet. It was Susanna. Apart from sitting on a bench with Susie Holland, listening to music, what else could you recommend for us? Uh, so this morning, I made the effort to make some banana pancakes because I haven't had them in ages, and it's a really good recipe that um, my housemate at uni um, gave me. And they're like American style ones that you put like oats and banana in. Um, and why I love them as well is because they create very minimal washing up because you just like blend it with a hand blender in like 
a jug and then pour it from the jug into the pan. And so it's like really quick and easy and they're very filling. And then I had mine with maple syrup and peanut butter and it was delicious. So I will attach the recipe if anyone would like to have a go at those. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm also that. going. That's really kind of working up an appetite right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of healthy. I think if you you know didn't drench them in syrup and you had like I don't know fruit with them, they're kind of uh, healthy. If you squint a bit. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a banana and egg. There's no sugar in them, so. I might try that one. That sounds good. Um, I'm also going down the uh, the food path this week, and apparently back in February I recommended the um, the Sainsbury's fresh pizza. Well, I'm going down the Pizza Avenue again, but this time coming at you from Tesco Express. And I know that the deal I'm about to say is available both in Tesco Express and Burfwick Hill and also the Tesco Express, which I think is on Upper Bristol Road. Essentially, it's the five pound pizza deal. You get a giant pizza with a starter of your choice, which can be chicken poppers, garlic pizza bread, or you can swap that for a chocolate cake. But I wouldn't recommend getting the chocolate cake. It's not very good. Uh, On top of that, you get free garlic dips and essentially it's dominoes but a fraction of the price really nice i've done it many a time after church if you've not had these pizzas before you need to have them it's like a two thousand calorie meal it's amazing i've never had them i need to try them i keep seeing you buy them i've never actually tried one you're missing out susanna elgin you ever had one of these pizzas before i don't think i have no again i'm gonna have to look out for them um yeah (laughs) So I do, I do usually have a few pizzas kind of in the freezer just tucked away for when I can't be bothered cooking those. So that's, that's a really good show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, this recommendation is technically courtesy of Clover. He is the one who originally introduced me to it. So shout out to him for that. Cool. Oh, look at that. A fairly concise podcast. I saw your lips move, Susanna, but no. I just said, oh, it's a rarity that any of our podcasts. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, Elgin, thank you for coming on and uh, thank you guys. introducing us to yourself. <laughs> goodbye from me. <laughs> goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.